Hi guys. <laughs> Hi guys. Spring is not too far away. We still we still in the icy cold frosty racing our hands to make our small racing dog syndrome back to normal inches instead of that unpleasurable four-ish peekaboo no good for you only on the brain Get your ass over right now to that smart Bitcoin investments website at smartbitcoininvestments.com. Hurry the freak up and get your buns over there. You'll be rocking it with all kinds of Bitcoin knowledge in no time. That's what I'm talking about. Slap you upside the head with some knowledge. That's good stuff.
happening? I know you too. That was Combi Christ. My life, my rules, motherfucker. What's up, guys? I hope you guys enjoyed that Combi Christ track that I just played. I mean, you know, it's, it's pretty self-explanatory. I don't have to break it down for you. You know what I mean? You're on the brain. However, I, I noticed everybody liked the honey segment, so we're going to get some more of that honey. And don't forget, so get some of those trees, baby. Ooh, trees. Yeah, you can check that out. Columbia Pictures present. Winnie fucking Pooh. Where are we going with the peak? It's big, big secret. But tell nobody, anyone. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh no. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> I forget my gun. What? Don't push on me. I feel like a shit. What's up? I need drugs. Really? What? Go to the rabbit. Oh, yeah. Where are we going with the pig to the rabbit? Of course, could I just show that? Rabbit! Rab! 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 Oh, fucking animals. Do you have some? <laughs> oh, no? fuck. You know? Some? Come in. Yes, man. I have nice honey. Honey! <laughs> okay, uh, Cuban honey. Oh, Cuban. Afghan honey. <laughs> hydroponic honey. Oh, hydroponic honey. We want hydroponic honey. <laughs> this one. Do you have money? No. No money, no honey. I love this part where he's like, he like grabs his fucking balls and like pulls it all the way around his neck and just wraps it around his neck about three times and then sings. 
All right. I mean, that was high, right? That was high pitched, right? It was all like, no money. What the fuck? You know what I'm saying? But meanwhile, uh, let's get back to it. Brainwash Radio, baby. Hollywood, we be spanking your butthole with all kinds of music from home all over the world. Yeah, don't mind me, all over the world. You guys got any of that uh, Afghan honey? Yeah. All right. What's up, guys? We still haven't heard anything from Mexican Sam. Um, I don't know. I, I wrote an email to NASA, you know. Hey, what's going on with my boy? So uh, let's pray for him. And uh, you know how it is. No money, no honey. So please, everyone, donate what you can. That would be cool. I don't want to break your bank or anything. You know, a dollar or two might break your bank. I get it. But uh, it wouldn't be, you know, for those who can spare a dollar or two, come on, hook me up. You know, no money. No money, no honey. I'm going to upgrade it a little bit. No money, no Afghan honey. And you guys know me. No money, no Afghan honey. 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 No money. No honey. You know how it is, guys. Get your ass over right now to that smart Bitcoin investments website at smartbitcoininvestments.com. Hurry the freak up and get your buns over there. You'll be rocking it with all kinds of Bitcoin knowledge in no time. That's what I'm talking about. Slap you upside the head with some knowledge. That's good stuff.
right, guys, stay tuned. Up next is Carl Abrahamson. Check it out, baby. But first, Coil, baby.
Were you recently injured in a car accident? Look at this check for $160,000. If you're looking to get money you're owed for an injury, I want This is Moon Music In the light of the moon indeed you be loving it I know you do while you sit there oh, oh yeah we got Carl Abrahamson he's hanging out sweetest master ex-topi or I believe he's still I'm not sure if he's still in it um, we're about ready to uh, uh, do a fundraiser for his uh, book and uh, documentary coming out film Coming out, uh, let's get with it, Carl. Carl, let's do it. Carl, heck, Carl, 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 let's do it. Welcome, welcome, everybody. Uh, we're here on the show with Carl Abrahamson. How are you today? I'm fine. Uh, lots of interesting things and exciting things are happening, so I'm uh, very, very happy. Awesome. So, tell us about your uh, your new uh, uh, book and film coming out. Right, right, absolutely. The, the thing is, it's a kind of a funny uh, story behind it, and it has to do with uh, many things sort of, uh, what do you call it, coalescing right now in this moment. But the process in itself began, uh, I've always been working on some level as a freelance journalist, and I've always sort of gravitated towards, you know, artists and musicians and creative people, oh. because I like to hang out with them. You know, it's right. just... Uh, I love it. And so basically what happened uh, at around, I would say, 2013 was that uh, I had become a little bit not bored, but maybe sort of questioning, you know, which trajectory am I on? Is this the right thing, etc. And I had been meeting so many people in my existing wonderful network. And it just dawned on me like a flash of lightning. What happens if I add a video camera to the interviews and not just have a you know, a casual chat or an interview. Uh, so at that point in 2013, I became like manic, a manic documentarian uh, traveling around in the U.S. and Europe and, you know, talking to people and, and um, shot a lot of film. And then, of course, I worked with it, edited it. But out of these 14 uh, films that I've shot, I've finished 
five, right? And they're all out and they've been well received, uh, you know, with um, uh, Genesis Peoridge and Charles Gatewood and Vicky Bennett from people like us and Kenneth Anger. So that's been an incredible process. Nice. And then because film is, you know, it's expensive, it takes time, it takes technical things, uh, then it's sort of dipped a little bit. But recently, I also backtracked to what I did before this as a journalist and assembled interviews in a book that just came out that's called Different People. And it has Brian Williams from Lust Mord, Vicky Bennett, people like us, uh, Simeon Cox from Silver Apples, nice. uh, you know, just a, a lot of, and also other artists like photographers and stuff. One, one, one quick question real quick. Uh, yeah. Have you hung out with uh, Vicky from people like us? Oh, several times. We how we is she, we how got. Is she? Oh, she's I, I absolutely. Her music. Her music is just like. Yeah. Then I'm all whoa. You know what I mean in that sense. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a. She's a trip. You know, and and we got to know each other already back in the um, late '80s, and she had not really begun exploring uh, creative expressions in a visible or audible manner. I think she was just you know uh, trying it out and feeling her way. Uh, but when people like us started popping out, it's just like made me feel very proud to have known her that early, and that's why I made several interviews with her and the film about her work and stuff like that but basically the different people book that Vicky is in uh -huh. that got me thinking that whoa I need to seriously uh, get this project rebooted again and you have this thing where when you work on a film only a fraction of the interviews can be used because that's just the nature of the medium of film mm -hmm. you know you cannot make a well of course you could make a five-hour conversation film but it's not that fun to watch exactly. so i want right. i wanted to do like a doubt you do keep all the the archives right of course I do, and that's kind of my my uh, shtick, and that's what's happening right now, is that I want to make like a, a best of film to show people what's in these 14 films that I, of course, will, you know, finish uh, eventually. But this film that I'm doing a crowdfunder for is basically to reboot this thing and also to make the book, just like different people book. Uh, I'm going to make an, an Art Apart book. That's the name of the project, An right, Art right. Apart. And, and basically... There, it will be like journalistic pieces. There, the interviews will be in their entirety, in their full glory, whereas the films, you know, will have other benefits. You could show people's audiovisual work and you can have that sort of filmic experience, right. but the book will contain a really heady, in-depth conversation about these people's, you know, their creative processes basically and that's what I love to get to the core of what makes these fantastic people tick. Right, right. Have you ever thought about uh, interviewing and maybe even uh, video recording a, a movie, not movie, uh, um, musicians such as Rose McDowell, Maha Elliott, uh, let me think of who else, uh, the, the vocalist from Co, uh, let's see, Thai Paul Sandra as well? 
Ivan Pavlov, yeah, 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 absolutely. There are so many people, and that's, you know, I'm so enthusiastic in my work because I love it and I love these people so much that I, I, I tend to take on so many things. But for now, I'm just making a list of people I want to meet in the future, you know, post pandemic, etc. And that's also why this period is a great time to um, get this reboot. Uh, project together to get another part started again in the film form and in the book form and that's basically what i'm what i'm doing now so i have i think it's eight or nine films that have to be edited together and i'm going to make this sort of best of film uh, like not like a teaser but it would be a standalone film but just with shorter snippets from all of these great artists right and when is the deadline for this uh this fundraiser <laughs> Uh, the fundraiser, that's going to be, uh, if I'm correct, uh, Monday or possibly Tuesday uh, next week. Okay. Uh, I think it ends. The end? mm- okay, I will have this airing every single day until that day then. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you very much. No, I think absolutely because I think this is a great match too because Brainwashed has this sort of you know tradition of uh, supporting exactly these kinds of artists. You know, mainly you know uh, musicians. But that's why it's it's so amazing because, for instance, the people who are uh, left to be edited, basically that I've shot material with and interviewed several times, it's like uh-huh. Little Annie, for instance, who is such a uh, wonderful yeah. person. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, and, you know, Carl Michael von Hauswolf, who, who I also got to know in the 80s, and his sort of uh, electroacoustic music blows my mind every time. And John Duncan and Michael G. Wright, you know, I have uh, stuff with him where he talks about things that he usually doesn't talk about. Do so these films need... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, do you have any uh, oh, you footage bet. with uh, David Tibet? Uh, no, but... No, no, no but that's a... Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the the future is is uh, hopefully long. <laughs> you know, it will be, it hopefully, will be. don't worry. You got this. You got this. Yeah. So, so what I think is that uh, I'm going to keep making my list of people who I want to talk to in the future. But for now, I'm very happy just to have this amazing material in the archive and just uh, sit and edit this all together. And and for me, I can see, of course, a red thread uh, in this book that just came out. Different people and in the book that I'm working on now, basically an article part. It's this question of you know, why do artists create art? And why do they sort of feel this need or this urge to express? And how do they sort of take that on through life? Life contains so many other things that you have to deal with. You know, to be an artist is not an easy thing. You could, you know, maybe keep it as a hobby or whatever. But for these people, they are so in need. They have this urge to create. It's so strong. And I'm really fascinated by that. They shape our culture by that. I am one of those artists. I, I, I do all kinds of mediums. I'm a published author of 11 books. Um, I mm-hmm. do music. Uh, I do film. Um, all kinds of different mediums. And, you know, when I'm not doing these mediums, I, 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 I feel good that I've done them. But after a while, I start to feel like like there's a void. So in order for me yeah. to fill that void... For example, uh, one of my books that I'm just about ready to release, it's going to be two books. This book in particular is 15,000 pages long. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I know, right? I know, right? Like, what the freak, dude? 
and I just it's just my soul my my mind just doesn't want to let it go right now so mm -hmm. it's probably going to be more than two books because at the moment, <laughs> sounds at the like time, it it's not going anywhere and I don't want to stop it so yeah yeah and I understand what you're saying about you know the the whole you know the whole fascination with the artists and everything and yeah yeah no it's the thing because uh, i think also like like you uh, i can feel it in myself this is a there's a curiosity but there also there's also a deeper rooted need uh, for i don't know i guess you could say that it's for basic we're talking about so yeah you got oh yeah like the the core of like england's hidden reverse and that's Epic. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And also the, the thing is that uh, it's a tightly knit world. You realize I've been sort of in this puddle in a way for many decades now since the mid 80s. Uh -huh. And uh, just recently, um, I finished a book that will be out mid March called uh, Temporarily Eternal. It's a photo book with all of my pictures of of uh, Genesis Peoric oh, uh, wow. from 1986 till 2018, basically. Basically. Awesome. And there is, yeah, there is, there is a moment in there. Some pictures from uh, Paris when Throbbing Gristle had, you know, you reunited and they played in Paris oh, in 2008. Yeah, yeah. And I went out to dinner with Jan and uh, Sleazy and uh, David Tibet and Bill Breeze, who's been playing with Coil so much, you know. And and I just uh, Jan said something at that dinner which was so wonderful. Basically, he said. Uh, I've played with you all and you know there's a kind of a double entendre there because we have all made music together with Jan so that's correct but this thing with play with you all you know so that was wonderful because what it made me realize was that I was no longer this little you know fanzine guy in a way looking up to these people exactly. I, 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 I was part of the crew yeah and then that that also yeah you could say that and the, the family. family you know uncle sleazy you know yeah yeah absolutely and the thing is that you know all families have you know their, their skirmishes and problems and whatever right. but it's still yeah. this crew people and you mentioned england's hidden reverse right. and i mean things like that this kind of contextualizing of different individuals output is very important oh, yeah. it's history writing it's cultural history writing and that book is great because exactly. it summed up so much and i'm hoping that i'm i'm doing something similar with the different people book but mainly with the an art apart project that's now being crowdfunded to uh, assemble it so that it's not just loose little parts but you put them together into a knockout kind of brick that will uh, could be used for houses in the future meaning inspiring new generations of artists to look at what the hell was going on here wow they were really doing interesting things you said you are also a musician correct that's right okay, yeah cool. yeah so when you're doing future films or future broadcasts of your music mm -hmm. alone you can have mm -hmm. all those hundreds of minutes of footage in the background of your music Playing. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big screen behind you. Yeah, yeah. Playing all that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right there, buddy. 
know. I know. And also, I have to to, to uh, you know to tie in this thing that that Jen said at this dinner in Paris. I have played with you all oh. because that's something that I'm incredibly proud of. Is this? Uh, I made uh, three albums together with Jen. You know, first with White Stains back in uh, that came out in 1990, and then as Cotton Ferox in 2004, and then the last one was uh, just as me and Jen. Uh, the album called Loyalty Does Not End with Death that came out in 2018. And those three, like spoken word albums, are first of all, you know, close to my heart, uh, but they're, I think they're incredibly beautiful. And Jen's spoken word thing I is at its prime. Albums and I've never heard mm -hmm. them, so I gotta go get them right now. Like, yeah, you should check them out. Yeah. Loyalty does not end with death. Is is the the most recent one or the last one you could say because nice. it's you know. And I haven't also heard in, much of the the majesty. I haven't heard much. Right, of it. It was right. Just, it's it's sort of similar in the. Really broadcasted much. It wasn't really advertised much. It was all kind of low. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the majesty is it's really really good stuff, and oh, I think yeah. you know oh, Brian yeah. Dahl who played with. Some of it, but not all of it yet. Yeah, yeah, and so. Yeah, so basically, I think that that uh, yeah, you should. I think you will like all those albums. They're called "At Stockholm," "Wordship," and "Loyalty Does Not End with Death." Okay. They're all available out there somewhere. Are they on a uh, Bandcamp, maybe Bandcamp or SoundCloud. Uh, I think Imagine. that you know, uh, lo loyalty. Uh, is definitely the, the last album is definitely on all the platforms iTunes and Spotify and all these things I'm not sure about the early ones you, you'll find them I think they're on YouTube actually you can listen to them on YouTube sweet sweet and then I'll have them on broadcast as well I'll be playing them yeah <laughs> absolutely and also let, let me know if you need like uh, what do you call it like uh, wave files or have better quality files to play you know I could send that, that to you nice. and also I was going to ask you a question this is just off topic out of nowhere but could you send me your your uh, last uh, three films? Which, Which films? Or, uh, the last three that you've done. Um, oh, of course, of course. Gray, the one with Genesis, and then there was one before yeah. that one. Cool. That would be yeah, no. I would love to see. Uh, no problem at all. Okay. And also, I think I have something special for. Uh, for you and brainwashed radio is that I actually today uh, i am uh, mastering and sort of doing the final mixes and mastering uh, my new album which will be out on a, a new label called flesh prison records okay, cool, cool. And do you they're want very to be good they... <clears throat> do you want to be on vinyl oh of course okay of course <laughs> well, uh, i gotta introduce you to a buddy of mine he's his name is uh, mars roberge he's also a mm -hmm. film director uh, he's also a musician he's also a dj uh, he's, mm -hmm. He also knows Genesis or New Genesis, and yeah, yeah. a lot of people on the scene. Uh, when you guys get in touch, uh, he's trying to get uh, together with his wife to create a record label strictly cool. and only with vinyl. All right, right, yeah, that's great. Be. So he's working on yeah. that now. So introduce <laughs> you to him. You guys will hit it off right away, and I imagine you guys will be doing some work in the future. Yeah, I hope that that sounds absolutely great. I love this kind of networking. Oh, it's yeah, just okay. uh, amazing. Yeah, and I think that that as as you grow, I wouldn't say older, but as you grow more mature, uh, the right, the decades right. pass. Yeah, you you have <laughs> you have this notion that that uh, what I have is fantastic in the sense of networks and stuff, but it's always always so fun and stimulating to reach beyond your existing networks. And that creations and meet new goals yeah, I mean, yeah. 
the every the every artist in my opinion is gold is gold and mm-hmm. to be mm-hmm. able to work with that musician or artist or filmmaker or whatnot you know what have you is is yeah. awesome because that's yeah. and that's like part of the ley line of sorts you know yeah into the future i mean absolutely and also i think very much what has you know um dawned on me now that i've been working so recently with a different people book and the an art apart project is that uh, and again to return to this dinner in paris it's this thing where you find yourself not as a um uh, you know singular unit or isolated unit i am definitely part of a tradition so, so and the, the scene the scene of paris at this moment that you're speaking of right now uh, mm-hmm. uh name everybody in the room name everybody in the room. oh it was uh, was uh jan and sleazy and um and uh bill breeze and uh david tibet and uh marie lossier was there also a mm. uh, filmmaker who made um, also makes documentaries mm. uh, and and uh, it was just a very very casual uh, dinner um at around the time of uh, throbbing gristle's performance in in paris mm. and it was just uh, fantastic because i don't think those kind of convergences happen very often no, with these no. people like and the older people because even, even a memory of it usually isn't even documented and you're right exactly telling us right now and it's golden it's it's already on vinyl you know what i mean Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And also, also the the thing is that uh, I mean, there's so many things going on right now. That's why I'm sort of so extra enthusiastic. But th- this book that I just just finished yesterday, actually, temporarily uh, yeah, eternal. Yeah. For that's the first photographs of of Janice. It's like uh-huh. it's an incredible journey, basically not into uh, our friendship only, but also into the different looks that Jan uh, had. You know, such right, an extravagant right. and flamboyant transition of transitioning into the threshold. Yeah, and all, it was just an exactly. amazing experience to watch it. Yeah, of in course, opinion, and also, in my opinion. yeah, yeah, yeah. And before that, that sort of the the concrete transition process, there was also the you know the sartorial where clothes and you know makeup in general uh, played a very active part in the things that that Jen wanted I to mean, express. Lady so, Jay was it totally went inside him, like Lady mm-hmm, Jay was, mm-hmm. was in him. You know what I mean? I mean, and her. Yeah, I would say vice versa too. Right, right, <laughs> versa. right, right. Yeah. Right. But no, it's amazing. So basically, I think this thing that I'm doing, whether it's in documentary film or music or or whatever photography, is it's about you know documenting uh, interesting things. But it's also the key is to reassemble, to reassemble parts for future people. You know That's gonna, really you know my shtick. Broaden your mind right here, and we're gonna make it happen. Tell me. Writing a film about. All these motherfuckers, and having actors, <laughs> yeah. and having actors and actresses play their parts. <laughs> yeah, that joking. would be great. I'm not joking. Yeah, I'm not joking. yeah, yeah. Even the ones no, that would be great. To the point where the ones are still living, we have we have actresses and actors for them too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think it's it's uh, what it all boils down to is that people who are genuinely creative, they have something more than their you know physical body and their personality with all their you know possible disorders or whatever. They what they have is a central core, which is the accumulated creations that they have uh, left behind in a way. So when someone passes on, what's left is 
uh, a legacy that could be tainted by emotional projections, whatever. But the work is solid. The work is left behind, but it's not left behind to be left behind. It's left behind to be taken into the future. Right. And that is something that I see as my... And historical purposes. Yeah, exactly. But also to, to carry a certain tradition onwards, but simply to carry creations onwards. That is, the for me, the quintessence of uh, culture. Not only of history writing, but of culture. It's like bringing these seed on to new soil in new generations. Right. That, for me, is almost like a, a religious calling. Hey, Carl, are you born uh, Swedish? Yeah. Right. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, and I also you, then, you asked uh, me. Uh, yeah, I was I was about to hit it right now. Boom! You just read my mind. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, by the way. I love yeah. that. I love that. But anyways, uh, from the day of your birth, from the first thing you remember, Carl. Tell mm -hmm. us. Tell us. Uh, that's it's it's uh, first I got stuck on it, you know, thinking, oh, which memory is he talking about? Is it the sort of the sentient memory or the, the genetic memory or whatever? Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to to hit you with something that is a, a real memory because it's inside me, right, but it's right. also a, a composite because I've been told about that moment, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So oh, okay. uh, I, I guess all memories are composites because, for instance, we have so-called genuine first-hand memories, but even a photograph of that moment can change our memory along the way. So what I'm getting. What I'm getting at is that right when I was born in Janu January of 1966, there was a, a buzz on the door of my parents' apartment, and it was Ornette Coleman who had bought me my cradle. And this is a true story. <laughs> because my father ran a jazz club in Stockholm called the Golden Circle uh, in the mid 60s and it was very you know world famous you know you have these albums with Ornette Coleman from the Golden Circle and many others um, Bill Evans and you know uh, jazz royalty passed by so and and uh, he Ornette Coleman was in town right at the time of my birth and he bought me the cradle that I uh, rocked in in my very very first day and I still have a little, uh, and also later on, my, my daughter also got rocked in, in that cradle. Yeah. And I still have a little oh my tag. So you, your parents kept it. That is wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And then I I also now have a little tag oh that gosh. Ornette you know how much wrote. energy that, that little thing has? I know. Oh. I know, I know. Because you know ah! the saying, you know the the hand that rocks the cradle, etc. Right. What about the what about that. the guy you who play with that on one of your shows? You should have that energy of that cradle in one of your shows. No joke. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I know. I know. Wow. Yeah, no, absolutely. It, it is. And I still have the little tag that Ornette wrote, just basically saying, you know, congratulations on the family, something like that, or, Ornette. It's such a beautiful little talisman. I asked the question because I, I try to get all my guests to answer that question and I give them time to ask, you know, give them mm -hmm. time to meditate on the idea just in case they don't necessarily want to say their first idea, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, there's a lot of things are personal, you know what I mean? So, yeah, that's cool. That's wow. 
Woo. Yeah, no, it, it's a good story, and I, I, I never get tired of telling it either. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. So, of course, when I grew up, you know, as a teenager, I, I absolutely hated jazz because that's what you do as a teenager. But then later on, when, you know, when I heard this story over and over and I started listening to some music and just realizing how cool it was and that I had actually met so many really cool jazz people, um, you know, perhaps not with my own sentient memories, but certainly by what my father told me and my parents and my mother also. It's just like uh, an incredible uh, rich, you know, it's a wealth of culture in a way that may not have reflected in the way I make music or the music parents, that I prefer uh, to listen to. If you don't mind me asking, what did your parents do for a living? Uh, my, my father, at that time, he was running the jazz club. Then later on, he, he, wow. he was a historian. Wow, okay. Yeah, so he he wrote. Uh, he was became a PhD in history and wrote books about um, uh, the history of architecture and the history of newspapers in Sweden and stuff like that. And my mother worked at an um, art gallery here in Stockholm, so I also got to meet a lot of zany. A neurotic artist. Maybe that's where it all comes from. Actually, is <laughs> being exposed to these crazy right. artists. Yeah. Now I'm doing I mean, the same thing. You soak up a lot from the from the year of your birth till about eight, and that's like the oh uh, yeah of your whole life right there. That's awesome. yeah no yeah. absolutely absolutely. And it's just a matter of how how you deal with it. I am very happy. I feel very blessed and blissed, oh, yeah. and I just oh, carry yeah. on in the tradition. Oh yeah, I feel the same way. I I think mainly the the feeling of the the soul feeling that way. Is the contentment with your art. Like, if you're doing yeah. your work and, and you like what you're doing, you're going to feel great no matter what mm -hmm. or who says otherwise. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, 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 um, I don't know, the word calling is a little bit uh, cheesy in a way, but I often feel like it's, it's uh, you, of course you have choices in life, you can choose to do other things, but I feel so strongly that the, my creative urge is connected to sort of reassembling and, and making this available for future people. That, that's really what this is about, and that's why it's... it's um, it's an the an art apart project. It's an ambitious project, but of course I can deal with it. I've made you know five films out of fourteen or fifteen, so it's going to be fine. But to to uh, reboot it right now uh, and the support that I've been getting so far is is wonderful because it shows that people are very very interested in the creative process in itself. They know what they like. They know certain artists and exactly, you know what they exactly, produce and exactly. they like it. But most people are also interested in that, wow, how did they make this album? How did you make this piece of music? Are you familiar with Coyle's work at all, by chance? Or? Oh, oh, absolutely. So before they started playing live, um, I was told and, and that they used to always record live only during holidays. Mm -hmm. And they were, they were like real spiritual music, so... Uh, what inspired me in Coil and what got me into the whole like Hidden's Reverse is a uh, Clyde Barker. Mm -hmm. Can you believe that? The horror writer. I can believe it. Yeah, of course, of course. He, I mean, I had that you know Hellraiser ten inch the very same week it got I released. I read an interview in the early nineties. Um, what his one of his favorite bands were. Or what, the interview was read as like, what was your favorite band at the time? And he said Coil. Mm -hmm. So I got inspired 
I looked all over for a coil record. I couldn't find one except in Hollywood at the Amoeba Records. So when right, I got right. there, I got the, um, the coil uh, album. Uh, I can't even think of the first, the, the first album I got. That's pretty funny. I brain farted, but I brought it home and I listened to it over and over and over again. And then a friend yeah, that's fantastic. who was friends with uh, them at the time made me like a, a tape full of like right. their albums and stuff after that because I was looking for them. Right. They were really hard and scarce to find. I know, I know. Not not so much in Europe, but that's that's for obvious geographical reasons, I think. But but they they were you know highly influential, and it's so uh, funny. Also, uh, I I knew them, and I mean uh, I met them several times. We used to send uh, exchange records with uh, John Balance specifically. Uh, he liked White Stains, nice. my first uh, band, and nice. and then uh, we also had this. Uh, thing where I well the, you know there's certain uh, eras of every band that you prefer to others but for me one track that had been so uh, completely burnt into my mind is the th the one called uh, Things Happen with uh, Little Annie where she sort of portrays this uh, like a prostitute from some I, it's on uh, Love Secret Domain right? I think it's on oh, Love Secret I Domain. I've heard it a million times, but I don't know the title of it. That's interesting. Right, but it, it's an amazing piece. Right. And I, I loved it, and my friends loved it. I've heard that album a million times, but I must yeah, have heard it yeah. a and but, times, too. And, and, and later on, you know, when when uh, I'm married now to, to, to an American woman, congrats, and when congrats. she grew up, Congrats. Thank you. When she when she grew up in, in Miami, she loved Coil as a teenager. Oh, and awesome. and that song that song specifically things happen uh, blew her mind also so we could connect on so many levels but it was so mind-blowing to find that and then what happened was of course that little Annie actually moved to Miami so we got to know her there so we were now best friends with that voice Dang, yeah. isn't that weird how yeah. magic is? You know what I mean? Magic is wonderful. Ooh. It's wonderful. I mean, magic is like a bad day sometimes, and then magic's like an excellent day, but most of the time, it's like excellence. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, <laughs> yeah, on, no, but I think... I think that 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 kind of approach that Coyle had, and of course Jen had, and of course you know England's hidden reverse, the mafia there had or have, you know that that's it is imbued with a loose kind of well openness and open-mindedness that certainly allows for a lot of magical influx and outflux, and you could call it. Uh, magical you could call it psychedelic you could call it loose you could call it uh, anything basically but what i mean is that when you are open-minded truly and make art that is also open-minded it will have a life of its own it will connect with tentacles and energies and rays whatever right, so right. like literally like the name of that song things happen exactly. and you know it's it's not just a causal you know, process you know, i you know, you you say that song things happen, and then I think of the song. Yeah. Be careful what you wish for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm about? yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I, had uh, that, I had that shirt. I sold that shirt actually with a um, the please God please fuck my mind for good shirt. You know. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I sold that shirt to somebody, and I I 
um, got a pretty penny for it. And then I did like a yeah. engraving of a poetry on it. So hopefully the person that got it, like kept it and framed it. That'd be kind of awesome. Right, 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 right. Yeah, so no, but no, basically it, it's like, uh, it is like one great big uh, family, as you said, of people. Sometimes right. you've never met the person, but you can feel such an affinity anyway because right. of, you know, their track record and, you know, friends you have in common or simply your love of the music or the films or the books that they make. And and again, that uh, to, for me to be immersed in the, another part project is to be swimming in this beautiful swimming pool of creativity uh and it is totally are you a i don't know by chance i don't know what is that okay soulseek.org soulseek s-l-s-k.org mm -hmm. you go on there you download the app it's a p it's a person to person app I believe mm -hmm. the the founders are in Sweden, actually. Uh, All right, there's a lot of tech going on. But uh, they're they networkers. Like, there's all kinds of musicians and, and and filmmakers and artists, and we all share our music mm -hmm. in that little platform, that little world. Uh, you should cool. join it. You should join it. Check it out. You might meet a lot yeah. of people in there, and you might see a lot mm -hmm. of people. I know Frankie Teardrop hangs out there. The Solar Lodge, baby. Just type it in. He'll be in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's amazing. I think that maybe it's an inherent, uh, you know, need in human beings to, to of course, communicate, but also to share ideas and sh share uh, resonance. And I think uh, in these times, specifically now with the, p the pandemic, I think that there's, uh, of course, uh, not only a re-emergence, but a strength in all these digital platforms. It's kind of obvious, right. but I think it's, I see it as a very, very good thing. And the only thing, the downfall with the, the epidemic right now is, you know, know the situation with everybody can't be having contact with one another however we yeah. have OBS software we have uh, platforms like Twitch uh, mm. DL live which is really good mm. by the way and you can get crypto on DL live uh, Justin mm. son of uh, TRX uh, TRX is Tron if you're not familiar mm -hmm. with Tron it's a cryptocurrency I suggest mm -hmm. looking into it I suggest investing yeah. in it you're gonna love it tell you <laughs> they also work with BitTorrent token mm -hmm. uh, BitTorrent token is a cryptocurrency as well uh, I, I suggest investing in that within the last two days it went up and I can't believe because the the BitTorrent token that I had wasn't worth crap and now it's worth like a few bucks and it doesn't make sense all right 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 yeah no it's a fast and I'll yeah it's a fascinating, fascinating world where, where uh, everything comes from ideas, basically. And, and again, that's why, you know, ideas can take different forms. It can take te technological developments and uh, radical shifts in, in how we look at things. Uh, but I'm mainly interested in this sort of key thing. First of all, what, why, why do people create art? You know, it's, it's an uh, endlessly fascinating question. There's, there's all kinds of reasons. Um, for certain people, I imagine, uh, for the finances, the business part of it all. I mean, mm -hmm. if you're educated, if you got a PhD in something, then you could sell that, right? So you got mm -hmm. a PhD in art, you could sell it, right? You can make a lot of, mm -hmm. a ton of money off of it. Um, 
so you know you, that's your profession and then some people do it they don't have a profession they don't have uh, the skill uh, documented so to speak uh, they don't have the credentials you know what I mean uh, but yeah. they could create this rage of massive experience for the soul you know mm -hmm. what I mean? you know what I mean yeah yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think any education whatsoever, but they could create this master yeah. that just goes on forever. Uh, exactly, cool, exactly. Uh, Robert Johnson, you know, you're familiar with Robert Johnson, yeah? Robert Certainly, Johnson, yeah. An old blues uh, player. Yeah. I mean, woo! You know what I mean? I mean, he's he's timeless, timeless, gentleman, yeah, timeless motherfucker. I mean, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, and it's so fascinating to to to, uh, to see who, why that happens and how it happens, because yeah. it's of course you can say that you know some people uh, are in the right place at the right time, but I don't think that's the only. That could be a flukish great way that helps the process along, but basically what it's about is what you leave behind. Yeah. You know, he yeah. Robert Johnson, for instance, made very very few yeah and I mean, just with just a very few recordings right, that that right. uh, johnson recorded still they pack a punch and they became inspiring for people who had greater leverage and then they black name metal, drop robert johnson all, everybody in, in the black metal world knows who robert johnson is you know what i mean yeah <laughs> yeah yeah no it's fantastic fantastic but uh anyways uh let's let's go ahead and uh, continue so um you said you just finished a book yesterday uh, yes exactly that that's uh, the book I finished yesterday is a photo book called temporarily eternal right. it's my photographs of, of Genesis from 1986 to 2018 basically so it's a long journey where we you know met up in the US and in Sweden we went to Nepal and you know France and uh, all kinds of places it's a very very for me emotional uh, visual trip uh, but it's great to put this together and I'm gonna have it out on I think March 14th which right, is exactly cool. one day have, after like, Jen died you're gonna have like pre sorry what you can have pre-orders uh, uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, we're so close to the date, right, so right, I, right, we'll see. Right, uh, right. But but I think that uh, it will just come out. But because it's a, like a companion volume to the book that came out last year called uh, Sacred Intent, right. and that Sacred Intent is the book of all of our conversations, the conversations I had with Jan between '86 and 2018, right. um, and it was something that we started. First of all, I was you know interviewing him in the sense of being a fanzine writer or a journalist but then we became friends and i worked with him and we made music and all kinds of things so then we decided at around midpoint i think in the late 90s that why don't we really work on having these conversations in different parts of the world and that's what we did con consciously uh, and uh, for instance that's one of the reasons why we went to nepal yeah do you know anything about the the time period in 2015, 2016, where he was doing the call requests? Do you know if he was recording those? I don't know. You mean at the Rubin Museum, where he, you could call him? Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. No, I don't yeah. know. I mean, that's a that's a very interesting question because that could be like some hilarious conversations. I think no, uh, that would be awesome 
I mean, yeah. I imagine yeah. he got a lot of like off people like too, but I mean, I imagine he just had so many fans calling him because he allowed it. Uh, yeah, I called. We talked yeah. for 15, 20 yeah. minutes about how he hated punk rock. He's all like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. Yeah, it was funny. yeah. He's all yeah. That was an amazing show. Like electronic world. I, I, I mean, he was he was bragging about using guitar and stuff like that, but at the same time, he was yeah. like, you know, you guys need to step up a notch, like wake up. Yeah. But to me, yeah. punk rock yeah. rocks. But you know, he was ragging on it hard. Yeah, I, I think it, it, it that recording like found or oh shit, sorry. <laughs> I just dropped yeah, Don't yeah, worry. yeah. No, absolutely. I think I think that that uh, exhibition in uh, in general at the Rubin Museum was uh -huh. fantastic. I had the good fortune to see it, and and the, the thing is that um, it was of course a very uh, interesting or perhaps. I don't know, a little bit sad period also because, of course, the, the Ill illness had already taken over in a way at the same time that the acknowledgement from the art world was beginning to not only seep in but to actually manifest, like, a, you know, to have an exhibition at the World Museum and the Rubin in New York and things like that. Right, so it was, right. Jen was going, uh, had the trajectory of, of uh, moving from a, a kind of an underground acknowledgement to something something much much bigger and that i feel sad that that didn't happen sooner know, or know, that know, you know but basically the sacred intent book just like the temporarily eternal book they are showing this incredible journey i've never experienced any artist that had such a fervent drive to develop hence the title change itself uh, like that's the name of the documentary uh, that I made. I'll send you a link to that so you can awesome. watch it. Please do, please do, please do. Everything, yeah. everything yeah. you think of, send it to me. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll fag it up. I'll yeah, yeah, it. absolutely. So, but that, that, that's something that's been very inspiring for me, you know, working with Jen for such a long time and that uh, and I, we I may not have... thank you for being able to. I never asked him. I, I wanted to work with Sleazy, but he was too occupied at the time. He wanted me to go out to Bangkok. Uh, he said to go yeah. alone. He said, if you bring mm -hmm. somebody, you're just not going to have as much fun. You're going to be tagged yeah. down. You want to hang out. Yeah. You want to go by yourself. But yeah. I, yeah, no, that's... And I, I did get the opportunity to use his, his music, Coil, mm -hmm. but not for profit. So I could use it, like, you know, just in the background or whatever, you know what I mean? Right, 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 right. right, right. That's, when I, that's when I produced one of my books, but go ahead, go ahead, sorry. No, no, it's just uh, tying in with uh, uh, this, uh, where you, sometimes you don't always see, you know, eye to eye on specifics. You have different tastes and uh -huh. different preferences, and, and but for me... Do you know anything about uh, the Toby Bible? By yeah, sure. I, I, I was part of yeah. Topi, yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you have a copy? I would love to have a copy of that. All right, but, but you know, that's that's available, right? Okay, I don't know where it would be available at. That's why... It's yeah, I mean, no, I mean... Uh, it, it's out. Uh, I could grab it. Yeah. That'd be sure. Yeah. 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 That should not be a problem. I think uh, Feral House uh, is uh, keeping it in print. It's a great, sweet, great book. Sweet. Absolutely. Yeah. It looked really cool. It looks really thick. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like there's a lot of 
literature in there. I'd love to read it. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And you know, flipping through that when it came, I think it came out in 2007. I remembered so well, like everything, because I was uh, part of it and working with Topi here in in Sweden. And back then, it was all you know, little newsletters and pamphlets and letters, and it was such a great sort of uh, spirit involved. Uh, nice. Completely. DIY, but on on uh, dealing with culture and not specifically just with like music, it was a uh, permeating and very very influential for me. And I can see that strain, the Topi psychology, uh, being very active in me still because um, again, what I'm doing with my books and meeting all these people is like sharing information. I am right, a, in a right. privileged position to be like a journalist and to meet these people and you know have a great time with them. Right. But then I also share it back to others who I know will be inspired by it because these people have inspired me. It's, it's I, just I a matter of, of... I read some uh, literature on people's commentary about the Bible, that, that particular Bible. And uh, yeah. a lot of it was just negative. I didn't want to hear it, so I just stopped reading it. it all, yeah, yeah. It's just but all the, gibberish. Like, I didn't want to hear it. It's all... Yeah, no, I know. Right. right, right. It's, it's what they say in... I think it uh, comes from, from uh, hip-hop or something, but, you know, haters will hate. Right, you know, they can't, right, do, exactly. they can't do anything but hate. Exactly, and, but exactly. that, that's also... It's, it's right, also an acknowledgement. Little beasts, and that's cool. They, that's what they do. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that it's also a negative affirmation. It's also an acknowledgement because to be, you know, criticized by someone you know uh, is an idiot. That's actually a good thing, right? It's like two minuses become a plus. Right, right. I mean, negative plus. Right, 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 right. You're right. Correct, correct. So I think that you, you, if you, if you're exposed to that kind of flack from people who obviously don't bother to read whatever it is that you've written, then it could actually be a good thing because it right. creates a buzz. Yeah. And and, like, and uh, I like I like if it's bad, then kind of like be like say tell you it's bad and not like just say it's bad and like a yeah 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 way, you know yeah. But there will always always be people like that right, always. Right, right. But there was like too much of it, so I didn't want to read it. I, I stopped reading right. it. Right. So. Exactly. I think one thing. <laughs> yeah. One, one thing that struck me, you know, in the um, an article project which is where I try to you know really get to the bottom of of uh, why they do what they do is that I find this thing that um, a frustration in many artists where you know they have a breakthrough in the beginning and they're lauded you know if it's a musician people talk oh I only like their first single or their first album right, and then everything right. went crap that's so frustrating for yeah. a lot of artists right. because they of course want to change and develop these are not commercial artists in the sense that you find a formula and you stick with it all of these people that I've talked to are very very keen and and motivated to actually change you know to develop and I think that frustration <laughs> I've met I've encountered it many many times where the ghosts of the past haunt you as an artist because people keep projecting what they like for you know of their own reasons their right. snobbish reasons i have the first most valuable single that's the best one yeah. you know uh, and and i think that uh, you just have to respect artists uh, nothing is ever static you know uh, things things happen things change and you just have to roll with it times change oh, yeah. so why, sh why shouldn't you definitely definitely i agree <laughs> it's awesome well uh, 
that's all the time we have for now, uh, Carl. We'll go ahead and uh, probably have you soon, uh, maybe shortly after uh, the release of your next book. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Then, uh, you know what? I, I will keep you posted. I will keep you posted like crazy because there's a great output from here. I'll just uh, make sure to, to keep you in the loop of everything that's going on and send you music and stuff. Excellent. Yeah. That would be awesome. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Uh, we're going to go ahead and go to a c commercial break. We'll be right back. Don't go away, Carl. All right. Cheers, yep. guys. Cheers, guys. Let's go. All right.
If you could create your dream engagement ring, what would it look like? Come to Shane Company and let us help you bring your vision. Get your ass over right now to that smart Bitcoin investments website at smartbitcoininvestments.com. Hurry the freak up and get your buns over there. You'll be rocking it with all kinds of Bitcoin knowledge in no time. That's what I'm talking about. Slap you upside the head with some knowledge. That's good stuff. Bing bong 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 bing b
So we have here for you are you gothy moto photos those gothy motor photos and those EBM motor photos like uh, fans like a pop tigma berserk you know I got a lot of those fans out there we got ourselves a good track we got ourselves a track right here we've got ourselves a track right here we got our hey, you know what I'm talking about we got ourselves a uh, yeah we got ourselves a track right here I'm telling you you know yeah we got it so let's check it out we got it right here but it's from the you know release second single loose ends you know um they're, they're coming out with a, a second single called Loose Ends for their, their new release coming out pretty soon. A uh, Danish-Norwegian duo is going to be rocking. And uh, this song right here is called Something In Me. Dang, it sounds like all kinky-like, you know, Something In Me. Dang. Let's get it on. On the brain, you be hearing it. Brainwash radio. <laughs> yeah. Hollywood. You be. Oh. Here we go. Something in me by Piston Damp. Yeah. Let's go for you. Let's get it. Oh, shit. Hold on. We almost got it. There we got it. I think we got it. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Oh. Here we go. Oons, oons, oons. There we go. Oons. Let's get it. Let's get it.
right, so you heard a uh, piston damp. That's what that was. Uh, something in me. Yeah, that was awesome. I mean, I to me personally, that was just like something in me. All of, all, ah, I can't do it. I just that was brilliant. I just oh man, I'm gonna be playing this like uh, for days and days and days. I love it. I just love it. It's just excelente. So if you guys want to hear um, more about their 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 little uh, duo that they got going on, yeah, yeah, let's do it. So you go to P-I-S-T-O-N-D-A-M-P dot com and you uh, just go check it out. You'll be loving it. Piston Damp. And uh, yeah, they're, they're excellent. I'm going to be playing these guys. I hope you guys enjoy them. Um, you know, let's do it. Brainwash Radio, baby. Ooh, yeah, I love it. Final fiery descent, traveling at 12,000 miles per hour as it breaks through the thin Martian atmosphere. Deploying the biggest super... parachutes ever made. Then, using new imaging technology, it will guide itself towards the Martian land. Quickly get out of sorts. And just one follow-up, when is cocktail hour on Mars? <laughs> it breaks through... Thin Martian atmosphere. Deploying the biggest supersonic parachutes ever made. Then, using new imaging technology, it will guide itself towards the Martian landing zone, where a sky crane will gently lower the rover to the ground. There are many things that have to go right to get Perseverance onto the ground safely. The target, an area called the Jezero Crater, right there. A lake bed about the size of Lake Tahoe, three to four billion years old. Selected because buried in the delta may be the best evidence of ancient micro life. Did that ancient life adapt as life on Earth has? And is it somewhere underneath the surface, hiding from the radiation, hiding from the stark low pressure of Mars atmosphere? To find out, NASA has sent Perseverance, its most sophisticated rover yet, loaded down with microphones so humans can listen to the Martian surface. Cameras, imagers, radar, spectrometers, and drills. Perseverance will drill into the Martian rock and soil, collecting samples in dozens of sterile tubes to be brought back to Earth in 10 years or so, helping to plot the rover's precise location and coordinate its live data feeds, engineer Farah Alibay. I always say to people, I'm an explorer through the eyes of a rover, right? Like From my home and the comfort of Southern California weather, I get to be on Mars every day. One of the coolest features of the mission, a four-pound mid a drone, really, named Ingenuity, that will take 
off and sparsen surface, photographing the terrain. But flying in an atmosphere that's only 1% of Earth's atmosphere, engineers had to develop a special twin rotor that could provide the necessary lift. Pilot Mimi Ong calls it a Wright Brothers moment for Mars. It really uh, will be phenomenal. Is it technical, uh, technically a you know, first-time event, but definitely... For human beings, a historical moment, because we're going to fly on another planet. And to pave the way for future human missions to Mars, the rover is carrying a science experiment to turn the carbon dioxide in the Martian atmosphere into breathable oxygen, and for making liquid oxygen that could be used as rocket fuel to return to Earth. How soon? What is your realistic expectation on when people may be able to actually land on Mars? We're cautiously optimistic that by the end of the 2030s, we may be able to uh, send and get do a round trip mission with astronauts. You know, what I love is all their enthusiasm. These guys uh, love their jobs. But to pick up on his point, that means probably astronauts will not be on Mars for another 20 years at the soonest. First, they need to return to the moon and build operations there. And the acting NASA chief tells me a lunar mission probably will not happen in 2024 as first hoped. Savannah? And Tom, I, I caught this little detail. <laughs> Some of the engineers are going to work this Mars mission. They're going to switch over to living on Martian time. Which yeah. raises a question, what is Martian time? Yeah, so the Mars day has an extra 40 minutes in it. So if you live on Mars time to make sure that you're awake during the daylight hours so that you're up and watching the rover when it's running, you quickly get jet lagged, right? Add another 40 minutes to your day every single day. Yeah. So they do this for a few months at a time. Many are working at home. Some are going to be at NASA's JPL in Pasadena. They'll have cots in their offices working these 12 and 14 hours shifts wow. and they quickly get out of sorts and just one follow-up when is cocktail hour on mars <laughs> whenever you want <laughs> thank you very much how cool oh, that's that. the coolest we know dylan loves it yeah. our science gal yeah i love it today years old minus 80 degrees Fahrenheit. is that right oh. yes. you think it's a warm planet it feels like yeah you know, it's red it's warm yeah. but it's actually very very cold We want to just send our thoughts down to, to Texas um, the last couple days. You know, I uh, <clears throat> was running low on the green and my uh, connect went down and my my local... Uh, cannabis place went down and uh you know I went on weed maps and checked out trees got me some trees by game platinum punch it's pretty you know it's pretty uh pretty uh pricey but uh I could tell why once I got it so once I you know indulged a little bit took a hit I was like so I text my business partner. Bro, dang, I got whacked. I got whacked by trees. Oh, dang. Oh. He's like, what? What, bro? What? 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 What's going on? What? Huh? What? Bro, oh, fucking, ah, my trees, bro. All right, cool. Send me a picture. I'll talk to you later. 
hangs up. <laughs> oh man! So get you some some platinum punch by game. That trees, man. Trees. Let me check it out. Let me check it out. So it's uh, trees, yeah, trees, indica, premium cannabis, 3.5 grams, no website, just trees by game, baby, ooh, so good for you, go get some, huh?
the best way to make full-time income quickly with Amazon in 2021 is not by selling physical products on Amazon.
the brain. Yeah, you love it. Swing Trader from Investors Business Daily helps you make more money in the stock market by taking advantage of short-term trends. We apply the rules of IBD's top-performing CanSlim investing system in a swing trading environment to identify stocks...
right, you on the brain with Faye Wong. Yeah, you be, you be jamming. She be jamming. She be rocking it. Faye Wong with an O, not an A. Yeah, let's get it on. Brainwash Radio.